Steve and Justin use YCharts for their winning investment research. So start your free trial now. And if you purchase, mention InvestTalk and get a generous discount at YCharts.com. This podcast is produced by KPP Financial. Steve Peasley, President. KPP Financial. Independent thinking, shared success. And now today's podcast. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to Invest Talk. It is March 14th, 2019. Be halfway through the month tomorrow, Friday, and then we'll be into the weekend. I'm Steve Peasley, and I thank you for joining me today. I hope you also call me today. That's why I want to hear from you. Any of your financial questions you might have, I want to hear. And here in Invest Talk and at KPP Financial, our firm, we implement a philosophy of independent thinking and shared success. And I always describe share success means I buy and sell the same stocks as my clients at the same price, same time, and all our different programs we have. So I'm right in, right along you, right alongside you. Same percentage, same price. So uh, we will, you know, we're going to share in your success or your failure if we screw up. And I don't like screwing up, that's for sure. And all this is to reach our fi- our goal of financial freedom. We all have that, and I repeat that pretty often. We all want to be able to do, and you know, it's different for everybody. We all want to be able to say, look, I don't want to work anymore, or I don't want to work at this anymore, or I'll keep working, but at least I can make the choice if I want to. That's what you want. So you can give us a call you can, and do, get to that financial freedom. It's all about calling me and asking questions and me helping you work your way through growing your portfolio. The number is 888-99-CHART, 888-992-4278. You can call right now. And that, op- that line is always open 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Always open for you. We're live right now, though. We li- we're live Monday through Friday, 4 to 5 p.m. Um, Pacific Coast time. Now, which company was the number one performer in the S&P 500 last year? Do you know? I actually, I actually remember a few weeks ago talking about the best performers, and this company was surprising to be the best performer in 2018, and it was Boeing. Boeing. Of course, this week, it's <laughs> got crushed down more than 10% or so because of their uh, their uh, Max 8 jets. Is three, 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 uh, was it 737, 747 Max 8 jets? I'm sure everybody heard about it, right? I mean, we all. The stock is down. Uh, it was trading today about 375. Um, do you buy it on this dip? I kind of like the idea. If you ever wanted to get in Boeing, you know, you, you never want to buy last year's winners, and that was last year's winners. But you will if they give you enough of that back. You know, in other words, they, does it, is it enough? Yeah, it's a 737 MAX 8. Did it because of those two crashes and a bunch of countries shutting them down, including the U.S., does that mean it's a long-term problem for Boeing? Probably not. It's probably a short-term issue. Therefore, their earnings and sales will pick back up. But not till after, you know, that we know a little bit more of what happened. And we don't know that yet. I mean, Boeing has 4,000 of these Max 8 jets on back order. $500 billion. 4,000 on back order. So what's going to happen there? And then 
<coughs> excuse me, you know that Boeing's going to get sued by all the airlines, and that's if it turns out that the problem is something to do with you know Boeing's and in the software, and that's kind of where everybody's leaning, right? We don't know. We got to wait, but it's kind of where everybody's leaning. So, is this how, how bad is this going to be? We won't know. So, just take your time. Don't be patient. You don't have to buy the stock right, anytime soon. And I have a feeling a lot of people are going to be thinking about buying it. So, one of these days, it's going to pop up. Anyways, we'll wait and see. How many hours per day do you think is the average time spent watching? Watching, uh, uh, watching Netflix. How many hours? Average time spent watching Netflix for Netflix users. The answer is two hours. Now this means some people watch less and some people watch more. But you know, can you? Some people, some of people binge watch four or five, six hours a day. So maybe the unemployed or the people that have nothing better to do. I, I don't see how you can watch that much TV. <laughs> I just don't see it. Um, so, you know, streaming, that's just Netflix. Think about all the other channels. Street, streaming is gonna is a huge environment. There's going to be plenty of room for players out there. And you know Disney, Comcast, Amazon, Apple, all those all those guys. You know, they're all trying to be getting in that, that pool. You know, and the pool's going to get full of people streaming, companies streaming. Who's going to be the winners? Right now, it's Netflix. Netflix is the big winner at this point. But there's going to be competition, just like there's going to be lots of electric car competition that we talked about the day before yesterday. Costco, Dollar General, TJ Maxx are among the low-cost operators that have announced plans to open a total of, total of 2,000 more stores. So did you know that TJ Maxx is worth about $60 billion? TJ Maxx, $60 billion. Compare that with the value of legacy motor retailer Macy's, which has a $7 billion market cap. Hmm, that's interesting. Macy's versus TJ Maxx. $60 billion versus $7 billion. Kind of odd. Amazon and the Internet have forever altered the rules of retail game. Everybody's going to change. It has changed dramatically. Companies that can survive in this changing environment are going to be the low-cost operators. Remember, e-commerce is not a low-cost operating model. It's really not, especially considering the expense of delivering goods in so-called last mile you know, to you. But you're going to have to target Walmart. They, they, they have, everybody's got to compete in this Amazon world now. So... Delivering that last mile is going to be important because that's a costly last mile and it's a crucial last mile to get those goods into your hands. They really are. So as you can see, there's always lots of interesting news as I tell you every day. But first, let's go ahead and grab before we go any further. Well, I want to talk about the market. Let me. The market was kind of flat today. The Dow is up seven. The Nasdaq down thirteen, and the S&P down two. So it's kind of a flat day. You know, um, Boeing has a lot to do with the Dow. Okay, last, this last week, but so we see that's what it is. But 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 now we're going to go to the phones. Let's go to our anytime listener line number eight 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 ninety nine. Thirty years old and two part question for you. Going into my Roth IRA, wanted to know if one Coca Cola is a decent buy at this time. They missed earnings and got hit with a, a decent drop over the last few days. 
And then two, is that something that you feel would be a good long-term investment, just riding the dividend that they typically pay out? I know they're historically good for um, paying out a higher dividend. Should I be playing the dividend game in my IRA, or is it better to focus on growth since I have such a long-term horizon? Thanks, guys. In a long-term horizon IRA, I would prefer growth than dividend. And the reason being is there's never a tax consequence uh, if you decide to get out of these high growth stocks when they look when they get too expensive or you know you, you do, but when you get into a dividend player you usually hold on to those for long term for the dividend so you never have to worry about capital gains because you're holding the positions you're not trying to trade them so if you have if the more um, trading account that you have would the better would be in the IRA where there's no tax consequences. Coca-Cola is not cheap. Uh, even though I fell from 49 down to 44, now it's 45 to 70. Not uh, cheap enough for me. Uh, it, you know, you're looking at a company that's uh, about a 21 PE ratio looking forward. And I think that's pretty high, especially when their sales have been falling for every quarter for two years in a row. Two years in a row, every quarter the sales have fallen. Not good for Coca-Cola. It is a big company. It's huge, $194 billion. And I'm sure they'll fix this problem at some point. But it's certainly not worth more than a market P of around 15 in my mind. So I wouldn't buy it. And the dividend is 3.5%. Okay, that's a decent dividend. But it's nothing to write home about. I'd rather, you know, there are much better dividend payer stocks than Coca-Cola out there. Than paying a higher dividend and have growth, so that's you know, and blue chip just just as blue chip as AT and uh, just as blue chip as uh, Coca Cola, so that's what, that's what I'm thinking. But no, I don't think it's a good time to buy Coca Cola. You're listening to Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasel, and I thank you, the clients and listeners who made time to sit down with me yesterday. I was in San Jose all day, as you know. And that was a long day because I met with six different people, three clients, three three uh, uh, radio talk listeners. And so my voice was kind of rusty yesterday by the time I was done. I don't know how it might. I can still feel it a little bit today, too. But it was great. Appreciate everybody missing, uh, everybody coming and visiting with me. Now, if you missed out, I will be back to San Jose. I'm up there every month. So if you want to meet with me, you still can do it. Send me an email. Talk about it. And now I'm taking your questions live, 888-99-CHART. It's a fast-moving Thursday. The sunshine has come back to Southern California, and Steve Peasley has returned to his InvestTalk microphone. In today's market, more than ever, you need unbiased investing guidance because it can help you achieve financial freedom. And that is why Steve Peasley is here now, taking your calls live. Step up with your questions, 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278, our main topic today. The college admission scandal reveals that wealth influences our higher education system. Gee, did you think that's surprising? I did not. I knew that. It's been going on for the beginning of time, since the beginning of our college system, going all the way back to colonial times. Wealth had a tremendous amount to do with what colleges you get in. Now, the trick is, 
we thought that we might have gotten past that a little bit and you don't you know and now wealth is not only a problem but now they're using it fraudulently to get into colleges that's a different take and so that we'll, we'll talk about that i want to talk about both sides of that issue today so we're going to discuss that and uh, some other topics we want to talk about what will what what will cause the next recession and I'm not, I'm not trying to be uh, paranoid. I'm not trying to be overly pessimistic. I'm trying to open everybody's eyes of the possibilities. And what, where's it going to come from? It's going to be different than the last one, that's for sure. So we'll get into that. Uh, the first first quarter economic slump. This we In the first quarter, we're going to have, we're going to still have GDP growth. But most experts are saying it's going to be very small. Is that going to be the rest of the year? Well, I don't think so, but I want to talk about that. And besides talking about the college scandal, I don't want to talk about for the rest of us, the regular people, what you kid, your kids and you can do to get into a college of your choice. What can you do? And other than trying to bribe somebody, which of course we're not going to do, but what you actually can do to get your improve your odds and what to expect. Those are going to be our talking points. What do you want to talk about? Market has been um, kind of a tough week, really, uh, for the market. Uh, but it has made some made some strides coming back from that uh, the the two two week downstroke we had. So we're back to where we were. Couple weeks ago, so the last what five days or so, four of those days actually were up, despite Boeing. <laughs> so I'm talking about the S and P 500. So we had like five days, uh, maybe two weeks, of, well, about a week sideways, five days down. And now we've had one, two, three, four days up plus whatever today. You call today a mixed day, kind of flat. So what's next? What is next? You know, if I had a crystal ball, I'll tell you. But no one does. You cannot you cannot know what's next. You can make some educated guesses. You can have some pretty good predictions, but man, no one really knows. You're listening to Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley, and let me remind you about our new learning tool, Invest Talk Academy. I'll be putting on a class next time. It's an online training class covering a wide variety of financial investment subjects, and we're building it pretty in depth. Okay. Uh, you can watch live, watch later on your schedule. There are more anytime. Uh, on, uh, go to investtalkacademy.com. Investtalkacademy.com. We are heading to the break. 888-99 chart. In today's market, more than ever, you need unbiased investing guidance because it can help you achieve financial freedom. This is Invest Talk, and you've come to the right place. Steve Peasley is here now, taking your calls live. So step up with your questions, 888 99Chart. 888-992-4278. Give me a call. Anything financial we'll talk about. The college admission scandal reveals the wealth influence in our higher education system. What a bunch of crap. Um, I shouldn't say that on air, should I? I mean, come on. 
you know, these movie stars and rich people, what if they, they, they think they can just buy their way into anything? And uh, What kind of lesson, this is what I was talking to my wife about, what kind of lesson are they teaching their kids when they do this? The kids are going to go to college, right? I mean, to get a higher education, and they're teaching the kids, oh, money is what counts, nothing else counts. You don't have to work hard, you don't do anything, just buy your way in it. Give me a break. I think I hope they throw the book at all of them. I, I I want to see some of these rich people and movie stars in jail. I would love to see that, even if it's for a few weeks. <laughs> I mean, they need to be punished here, and yeah, you know, they're they're wealthy, so you know they're going to have a cadre of attorneys to try to protect them. I would throw the book at them, anyways. So I'm sure you heard all about it. I don't need to go through the details, but I mean, you're talking about out out fraud here. Just fraud, uh, you know. Some of see, I'm, I'm, I totally understand and get it when your wealthy parents contribute to the college, of, you know, a hundred million dollars or ten million dollars or a million dollars to build a new building or a new wing on an existing building, and then they accept their their, their children into the college. I can get that, and that's not illegal necessarily, but you know, this was all about being illegal. This is, this is, you know, faking test scores, faking uh, abilities by the students, the kids. And, you know, they even want to be there. They don't want to be there. This is all about prestige and money and influence. What a bunch of, you know, I'm, I, it's, yeah, I'm, it makes me a little bit upset. <laughs> okay. That's all I can say. 888-99-CHARTER is our number. We've got time. So let's grab another question from our listeners. This came in earlier, 888-99-CHART. Hey, this uh, message is for Steve or Justin. First off, really love the show. I've been listening to it for about six months now and recommend it to a lot of my friends. My question is not typical for you all, but I want to get your input. I'm interested in broadening out my investments to include tax liens, and there is a company out of Utah that I'm about to contact, and I kind of want some input about it. They basically buy tax liens on a secondary market and they create a fund for people. The part that has me skeptical is that they claim pretty high returns and also claim that this is a very safe investment, and those two things usually don't go together. So um, I was wondering if you had any experience with this, if you had any input uh, before I actually talked to one of the salespeople. Anyway, I appreciate it, and uh, keep up the good work. Thank you. Bye. I love what you said there when you said these things don't usually go together because they don't, and that is high return and safety. That's totally wrong. There, there can be high return. I've seen high return in these tax lien things, but the safety is not there. Um, don't think that it's safe. It's not. Now, it can be done in a less risky manner. I've seen that too, and I've seen it done in a very risky manner. But my biggest hesitation on these things is if you're buying into a private partnership, if it's a private partnership, I would run the other way. Do not participate in private partnerships. Do not. Because you can't get out of them. It's very difficult to get out of them. And the value is all wrong. And, you know, many times these private partnerships go up under. And it's the general partner running it who gets to produce any kind of statements he wants. I just was talking to uh, talking about with one of my clients about him trying to get out of a, a private partnership that, you know, he's had for years. And to be honest... The partnership is paid just like the one he's in, just like Sandra pays. So he's getting his dividends. He's getting that good return. 
but it's impossible to get out. He's having a heck of a time. He doesn't know how to get out. He doesn't know the rules. And so now I'm trying to help him with that. If it's a private partnership, I would stay away from it. Just stay away from it. You know, you can do it yourself, but you just don't know how to do it. So when you rely on somebody else, that means you're giving them your money. I don't like that at all. It scares me. It scares me when I give somebody else my hard-earned dollars. We're getting a lot of economic numbers out this week, uh, a flood of them, and I'll be writing about them in the newsletter tomorrow. i got to get in early to get that newsletter done. Uh, my, my day in uh, San Jose puts me behind in my work, and so I'm going to have to put some extra time in tonight and tomorrow morning. Um, but the newsletter is going to go out tomorrow, everybody, as it goes out every Friday. It doesn't necessarily go out in the morning. It goes out as soon as I write in the morning. It goes out as soon as we can get to it to send it out to everybody. Anyways, 888-99-CHART, 888-992-4278. What will cause the next recession? Um, I think everybody's looking for that. Um, And you might, the other opposite side of that is what is going to cause the next bull leg, bull market leg up? What's going to cause that? So I think you, you got to give equal weight to those two questions. I'm going to talk about what will cause, I think, what will cause the next recession. And it's not going to be the consumer. It's not. So we're going to talk about that. On the next event talk, Apple has 900 million strong and very loyal iPhone listener base. And steady cash flow, of course, we know that. They have tons of money, right? So story tomorrow about iPhones and what they're going to do. That's tomorrow. But for now, I'm Steve Peasley. I'm ready to take your questions. 888-99-CHART. To win, all effective investors use a process. And listeners call Talk every day asking to share our winning process. And they too can win using the right analytical tools. Just what do we use as our everyday go-to research tool? Y-Charts. It's a cloud-based financial research platform. It is indispensable. YCharts has the powerful tools of a terminal combined with the ease of use of a modern website. We use YCharts every day. YCharts is easy to navigate, visually awesome, and informative. YCharts has filters driven by thousands of metrics, Excel integration, and data visualization to create charts that compare stocks, funds, indices, and more. If you're a serious investor, you'll understand that the precision functionality in YCharts is not free. But YCharts has more horsepower and by far better data and filters compared to giveaway tools from Yahoo or Google. YCharts is a fraction of the cost of something like Bloomberg Terminal. And now our listeners can try YCharts for free. You just heard Steve and Justin endorse YCharts. It's the lightning-fast research, data filter, and charting tool they use every day for their investment portfolios. Think about it. Steve is right. Free software cannot come close to the power, speed, ease of use, and practical functionality of YCharts. And serious investors understand that YCharts can pay for itself with just one or two targeted investment selections. So here's your chance to take advantage of a free trial and a generous YCharts discount. Start by mentioning InvestTalk when you go to YCharts.com. Get serious. Get YCharts. You are listening to InvestTalk. 
Have you visited investtalkacademy.com? You should. It can help you learn to invest like a pro because it features online classes that can teach you how to grow your investments independently. Learn more at investtalkacademy.com. Have you got a question for Steve? He's here and the lines are open. 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. So, what's going to be the cause of the next recession? Now, of course, I don't know this for a fact, right? This is just speculation. And I got some of this from, uh, uh, some of the speculation from a number of sources. So, it's not like all my idea. But I do believe it's going to be corporate debt. I, th- I think that's going to be the problem. In the last recession, it was all about household balance sheets and 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 banking and the banking system, right? I mean, banking making loans that are stupid, you know, that were just totally insane. No, with the making loans to people with no ability to pay the loans back, mor- the, the mortgage loans. Well, this time it's going to be corporate balance sheets. And the necessity of the corporations to deleverage. That means either to pay down the loans or refinance the loans. And that means there's going to be downgrades because the cost of the loans are going to go up. The cost to service them are going to go up. Interest rates, in other words, are rising. So the cost of serving this massive debt is going to go up. And therefore, there's going to be downgrades of the debt from, you know, from, uh, uh, from, um, uh, triple B plus probably down to double B and therefore the downgrade means they're going to have to be paying more than they have to refinance a higher rate so I think that might be the problem and we got 7 trillion dollars coming due or three quarters of the corporate debt being, is going to be refinanced. Three quarters of all corporate debt is going to be refinanced in the next 10 years. And it's going to go down from investment grade. It's going to be downgraded about $3 trillion and almost half, I think. And therefore, this could be a big, big burden for corporations. They're going to have to slow down their spending, slow down their investment in the company, figure out what they're going to do with this debt. They may remember we got they they got drunk on borrowing free money. Well, it's not going to be free any money anymore if you don't have it to pay it back. And by the way, you could put the blame on the Fed here for making the money cheap. And of course, you can say, well, the, the hindsight is perfect because they needed to make it that cheap to get us out of the recession. You know, well, how did we get into that recession? How did how did that happen? Banking banks were lending money stupidly. Well, who oversees banks? Who? Some of it is Federal Reserve. That's their job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, as you can see, I'm not a big, I'm not a, I, I'm not one of those that say the Federal Reserve should be shut down and done away with, but I'm also not a necessarily a big fan of the Federal Reserve either. Or anytime, this one line is always open, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Here's a question that came in earlier. 888-99-CHART. Hello, Steve or Justin. I was calling about BGS Foods. I see they took a little bit of a hit today. I think it's down 5% as I speak right now. But I'm mainly wondering about the dividend and that stock moving forward. Thank you. Well, that's the best thing about this company uh, is the dividend. 
It manufactures shelf-stable food products such as jellies and hot sauces sold in the U.S., Canada. BGS is the symbol, BGS. And they're out of uh, Parsippany, New Jersey. Know it well, live right near there. Um, one of the reasons why they're doing poorly now is sales have been slowly going down. In the, in the December quarter, they actually were 2% negative from a year ago. Earnings have been pretty decent. It's a big company, one point, well, no, it's mid-cap, $1.5 billion. So it's a mid-cap company. It pays about 8%. Return on equity is very good at 14%, but one of the problems they have is they, they bought some, some uh, competitors and they put on a lot of debt. Remember I just talked about that? Um, they put on a lot of debt. That kind of worries me a little bit about uh, BGS. People are going to look at it and say, wow, man, 8% dividend. Remember, that's always looking backwards, okay, that, that that's what they paid. And it's a $23 stock going to make $1.93, okay? So it's still going to be a pretty low-priced stock, 12 13 on the P.E., but I'll submit that maybe they deserve that low of a P.E. I'm not going to, if they're, you know, I have a value of about $28 or so, and it's at 23 85 so, uh I don't know if I'd be a buyer at this point. I don't know if I would be. And one time I, we owned this stock, so I, 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 we may even have it in a couple of our managed accounts because I do like that dividend. I think they're going to maintain it, but I'm getting worried about the debt. I'm getting worried about that. 888-99 chart. Let's go talk to Vitaly in Atlanta. How you doing, Vitaly? Hi, Steve. Thanks for taking my call. Thank you. Um, I have a question about SNH. Um, I bought it a couple mm -hmm. months ago, um, uh, around the $14 mark. Um, I just want to get your opinion because I'm trying to figure out what to do with it, whether I should hold it or uh, get rid of it. I definitely think you should hold it. SNH, everybody, that's a symbol. It's Senior Housing Property. It's a REIT, our real estate investment trust that owns and acquires and leases senior housing property in 42 states. The reason why I say that, Vitaly, is it hit a bottom about, uh, what, $11 a share right at the end of the year, right? Bounced from that to $14. Then came back, and this would be a retest. It got down to about $11.75. So that's kind of a retest of that low, and now it's coming back up to 1236, uh, up days, five days in a row. And I think that means we might have seen the bottom, and the bottom is around $11, $11.50, somewhere around there. And if that's, that's true, you don't want to sell it at the bottom. You want to hold on to it. Yeah, Meanwhile... You, you're going to keep you're going to keep earning that dividend. The dividend. So we look at the dividend. Is a dividend sustainable? They're going to be able to keep it up. Is a twelve dollar stock going to make a dollar sixty this year and a dollar fifty four next year? So uh, and remember, REIT has to pay ninety percent of that in the form of a dividend. So we're talking about a dollar thirty five. And on the 12, yeah, so their, their, their uh, dividends are going to be around 11% or so, maybe maybe 11.5%. Might not be 125 which it is now, but it's still going to be a pretty darn healthy. I think that reduction in dividend has already been seen too. The market knows that. This is at an $18 stock in last August, September. And I think the stock is worth $18. I think it is worth that. So I'm going so, to sell it here, I mean, Vitaly. Would this be a good buying point? Because, I mean, I was just looking at the five-year chart. I was looking at the one-year chart. I've been looking at it. It just, it mm -hmm. just doesn't look 
uh, variegated, just very mm -hmm. downward trend. Uh, so I'm a little bit worried about it. What's really interesting, if you go look at the last five years, the stock seems to top at uh, 20 to $25 top. That's the top. Every year in the last five years, it's gotten, last year was 19. The year before is 22. The year before that, 23, 23, 24, 29, 24. The bottoms, last year, 11. 18, 13, 13, 20, 21, 19. So I think you're, you're out at the bottom. Um, and I don't know if I would buy more. Why? Because it's a REIT that carries a lot of debt. And debt, cost of debt, as I just said, is going to go up. So I think that's what you're you're seeing some kind of reflection of that. Everybody knows all these REITs that have a lot of debt. They're going to have to refinance it, and it's going to cost them more money. Therefore, maybe that's going to hurt their profits, therefore hurt their dividend. I don't know if I'd buy more. I don't know if I would because of that reason. Okay? okay. Thanks, Vitaly. Right, thank I hope that answers your question. Thank you very much. It's always a, you know, it's just kind of, it's difficult, everybody, because it looks good as far as I'm concerned as a valuation. The value looks good. When we're talking about an 8 PE, okay, 8 PE, that's pretty darn good. Um, but what else could be, why is it trading cheaper this year than, than last year, more than the last five years before that? The only answer I can think of is cost of debt's going to go up. Before that, cost of debt was going down. And it's a REIT that relies on some debt. This one does. Even though I do like where it is. I like the sector. You see how my mind works? Back and forth. Back and forth. That's how you should be evaluating these stocks. Good, bad, good, bad, good, bad. Not always, oh, I'm here, look, this is good, and this is good, and this is good. Every stock has bad. Every one of them. Every one of them. You need to... Pay just as much attention to the bad news as the good news. Are the bad parts of the stock as company as the good parts of the stock and company? This is Invest Talk, everybody. I'm Steve Peasley. I hope you're making the right choices with the money in your 401k, your IRAs. Candidly speaking, unless you have a lot of time to study fundamental trends, it's pretty difficult, you know, to, to you don't really want to time the market, but you do want to make adjustments. Depending on the economic cycle and the stock market cycle, you need to make adjustments. And we do have a program for it that helps with that. It takes a look at your particular 401k choices. We call it Active 401k Program. Uh, and you can take a look at it and learn more about it at investtalk.com. And now I'm taking your questions. We're taking them live. 888-99-CHART. This is Invest Talk, made possible by KPP Financial. InvestTalk listeners and KPP clients alike are invited to take advantage of the many products and services of KPP Financial. For example, the InvestTalk radio program and its podcast replays, the new online training experience, InvestTalk Academy, and the KPP premium newsletter distributed to subscribers each Friday. Learn more anytime at InvestTalk.com. The phone lines are open now, and you can call with your questions. 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. Okay, first quarter. 
You know, for last year, 2018, we came in at 2.9% for the entire year. I think the first quarter was 2.5% GDP growth. So 2.9% GDP growth for the entire year. We still, and it's the first time ever from a recession, that we have not had a year where we had 3% growth or more. And we're talking about since our 2008 recession. We have not had a year in our economy with 3% growth or more. And I have heard people argue with me that, well, maybe it's because we, our economy is just so big and it can't grow 3% or more. And I kind of don't buy that. Why do I not buy it? Because in a recession, you know, things slow way down. We get shrinkage more than 3%. Why can't we have growth more than 3% coming out of a recession? But anyway, so we've had that. But what's going to be our first quarter growth? Which we're, you know, we're, we're almost end with fourth quarter. End of March is the first quarter is over. And what kind of growth are we going to get? And most experts, and I'm going to have to agree with them, say it's going to be much slower than it was in the fourth quarter. Fourth quarter, two and a half percent. And some are saying it's going to be about one percent. One percent growth. Now, J.P. Morgan thinks it's going to be one percent growth. Um, but Will that turn into a recession? In other words, will there be actual shrinkage of GDP? And I don't see it yet. What I see is growth is probably going to be picking up from the first quarter to the second quarter. I'm saying, I'm saying that. Remember, what, what, what is our biggest growth driver? Of course, it's going to be the consumer, right? They make up 66% of our, our, of our, of our, of our economy. And they're fully employed. They're getting raises, pretty good raise numbers in the last quarter. So things are looking pretty good for that consumer. And the consumer is positive. Consumer is not negative, is not depressed or anything. So they're going to probably continue to spend. So I think we're going to get a better second quarter than the first quarter. Now, when will the recession hit? And I say when, I don't say if. We're going to have a recession. I just can't tell you when. That's it. When? Well, I don't. Last year, and I repeat myself, I know, but last year uh, I wrote about it, talked about it all year, thinking and stating that I think the recession will be late this year or next year. That's when it's going to come. Uh, President Trump is going to try to avoid that kind of recession as best he can. So I have a feeling he is going to come up with agreement with China on trade. Because he does not want to be in a recession when he's trying to be reelected. Is that uh, is that cynical on my part? I, I don't think it is. I think I'm just dealing with reality. No president does. No president. No president wants to. And you know, there's statistics out there. The third year of a president is usually his best year in his first term. That'd be this year. Well, I think Trump is going to get that. I think his best year might be behind him, which was 2018. Doesn't mean it's going to be a bad year. But I just want you to keep your eyes open. I think we're going to have a decent, probably a decent GDP year. We might slip into a recession into the year. That's possible. But if he gets that agreement with China, which I think he will, that'll probably push it back. You know, so, and if he gets some... If, uh, if you get some uh, uh, agreement with the Democrats on spending, infrastructure spending, 
we won't be going into a recession anytime soon. Will he get any agreement with the Democrats? I don't think so because they hate each other. <laughs> They're not. Do you ever notice that both sides are not really trying to take for our interests? Really not. I don't care if you're Republican or Democrat. They're so divisive right now. They can't even blind. They can't see their way to any kind of compromise. And that's what our government is all about: is compromise. Always has been. I'm Steve Peasley, and I thank many of you that uh, listen to the show. Give me calls. I really appreciate it. Uh, so you know what we do here on Invest Talk? We try to help you work out to achieve your goals, financial goals. That's what we do. I'm willing to do that. I want to help you. Give me a call. 888-99-CHART. On the next Invest Talk, Apple has a 900 million strong and very loyal customer base. Steady cash flow from the iPhone makes Apple more like a safe bond than a stock. That story tomorrow. But now Steve is here, ready with answers. He's waiting for your questions. 888-99-CHART. Hey guys, I'm from Louisville, Kentucky. I'd like to have your thoughts about PFG, that's Principal Financial Group, Papa Foxtrot Golf. I own some shares, and I just want to know whether I've had a good run on those uh, since you're all uh, mentioned of it a few months ago. And I'm just wondering whether uh, how much longer that run's going to go and whether I probably should keep it or take my profits. Looking forward to hearing your answer. Thank you. Okay, this is a principal financial group out of Des Moines, Iowa, uh, PFG, PFG, offers health, life insurance, uh, provides retirement and annuities and related financial services, and it's still fairly inexpensive, so I don't know if it would be time to get rid of it. Their earnings are growing, uh, they're, they're actually going to shrink 2% this year, earnings to $5.43 for $5.53. Next year, it's going to rebound to $6.01. Okay. At $6.01 on a $51 stock, you're still looking at, a, uh, what, um, eight and a half, nine PE. Okay. Uh, eight and a half. So, um, return on equity is pretty decent, 13%. Uh, sales are kind of erect, but they we're up big in the last quarter of December. Um, it's a $14 billion company. I'm looking at everything. Everybody, debt's pretty low. Uh, insiders own 2% of the company. Mutual funds are slowly you know, buying it over the last year. Nothing major changes there. I don't know. I think it's cheap enough. It's hitting resistance at $52, $53 uh, on a chart. And so it might have a tough time breaking through this area to get up to the $60 area. But I do think the stock is worth around... You know, fifty-eight, fifty-nine dollars, and it's fifty-one. So I, I think it's still a little bit underpriced. You're getting a four-point-two percent dividend. I think I'd hold on to it because I like that dividend. Eight 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 ninety-nine chart. Eight 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 nine nine two four two seven eight. Okay, for the rest of us, what should you, your kids or grandkids or or or, uh, or what you need to do as parents to get into the college of that child's choice? The rest of us. I say the rest of us because we can't buy our way into it or commit fraud to do it. We don't. We don't do those things. So what can we do? Well, first of all, 
you know, one of the things I love is I have lots of nieces and nephews, right? And all many of them are in college and all those things. But, you know, I've learned over the years is don't freak out about not getting in the college of your choice. It doesn't really matter that much. It does not. I mean, you know, as far as your career and salaries and future, it does not matter that much. Now, there are circumstances that it does. I agree with that. But generally speaking, so just get into a good college in the field that you're interested in. Okay, college that has the specific education you're looking for. Um, and what you can do if you want to improve your odds, well, try, try to make those pretests for the SCT and ACT. Study for those tests. Work at it. <clears throat> Things are just not going to give them to you. you. We don't have the money. We're not multi-bazillionaires and we can get free money for from our parents or whatever. We have to work at things. And you know what? Working at things is good for you. That's good for everybody. Make sure you apply to several colleges. If you just apply to one and they don't get you don't get in, you're going to be awfully disappointed. You don't. And I know you can't apply to too many because it costs money. I think it's like 100, 150 bucks per application, which I think is a ripoff by the college. By the way, I think they shouldn't charge anything to apply to their college. Remember, you're paying them. Anyways, um, um, also um, when you do go to college. Kids and you, and if there's children listening to me, which there probably isn't, but grandparents and parents, make sure your child understands there's going to be a transition. It's sometimes very difficult that first year to be away from home and go to college. You know, so make sure you talk about that. Make sure they understand that different. I didn't have that problem. Of course, I I left home at 16, so <laughs> I didn't have that issue. Um, and um, find the best fit for you. I have a, one of my nieces is uh, uh, wants to get into prenatal nursing, so she's gotten into two colleges, sector sector two colleges with those kinds of special speciality. You know, so do that. Make sure you get the best fit for you. I'm Keith Easley, and this completes another desktop program. And I thank you for your support, listening. I really appreciate it. And, of course, I hope you'll return tomorrow. We'll be here tomorrow, Friday, last day of the week. Uh, so give me, make sure you come back. I want all questions. If you can't call me on the show live, make sure you call me tonight or tomorrow, and I'll answer your questions. Okay, have, uh, by the way, I'll have excerpts from the KPB Premium Newsletter tomorrow, too. Have a nice evening, everybody. Good night. Because of the nature of the interactive dialogue inherent in the format of this program, it's important for the listener to understand that not all comments made will apply to them specifically. Nothing said shall be taken to be investment advice, or shall statements on this program be considered an offer to buy or sell securities. Such advice is rendered solely on an individual basis, and at times will require that the investor review a prospectus before investing. InvestTalk is a copyrighted program of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial, a registered investment advisor, which retains all rights. For more information regarding KPP's investment advisors, call 1-800-557-5461. Steve Peasley is President and Justin Klein Chief Executive Officer of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial. And they thank you for listening and welcome your comments or questions on our 24-hour listening line at 888-99-CHART.